this obliterates the Elwyn thing. Oh. Hi, I'm JC. Welcome to the Forbidden Cities, a Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. A podcast where Cindy and I talk about Keeper of the Lost Cities books, theories, characters, ships, and more. Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 18 of the Forbidden Cities podcast. Um, this is going to be a fun episode, and I'll go ahead and say it will probably have spoilers, so if you haven't read the whole series... Don't listen to it. We just, we, we say things from the series that, you know, we're not thinking about it this episode. But um, for those of you who have read, I'm so sorry that we took so long um, to put out another podcast episode. I know it has been a long time. June was a crazy month for both of us. We had, I, w- I was out of mm-hmm. town for two weeks. Sydney's been out of town. I had probably about the same stuff. amount total. Yeah, probably, probably more. <laughs> And maybe yeah, it's more trips total. She's moving, so she's got a lot oh, yeah. thing going on with that. And then I'm going to college in the fall, so there's lots of registration and stuff that has to happen. So it's been crazy. I've also had my work hours up to where I'm like 30 plus hours. So you know, we've just been busy. So I'm very mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, we the reason that we're able to start recording again pretty regularly now is we actually uh, are using a different recording setup we are remote actually so she is at her house and i'm at my house and we are using this awesome website to record with our own microphones that we bought (laughs) instead of me having to borrow my dad's so yeah it's yes it's so if we have technical difficulties or we Mm -hmm. talk over each other because it's delayed or just something i've been having mm -hmm, i've been having problems because i can hear myself slightly Mm -hmm. and i'm having to learn how to talk over that because i've been monitoring audio actually at first we didn't monitor it at all and then i was like "Ooh, there's Mm -hmm. headphones here let me try these and then i was like oh i can monitor it and like make sure we can actually hear ourselves the way i want to yeah so i've gotten used to it so it's not bothering me but i am not used to it (laughs) yeah we've had to start over like three times because i've been struggling (laughs) but the first thing uh, that we wanted to mention is if you are on instagram and you're following us then you've already seen this but if not um sydney what's our username um, I believe it's just Forbidden Cities podcast. I don't know. Search something that has to do with our search something that has to do with our our podcast name, and you'll find us. But yes, um, we have a, a a like a fan fiction on there, and it's of Lodestar. And you mm-hmm. have to go read it to know more details. But it's from the end of Lodestar. Yes, we switch. Between it's the one we've been talking about yes. for <laughs> a long time, like literally since March. Mm-hmm. We actually stayed up till five a.m. and finished it. Um. But yes. a great decision on my part. Absolutely wonderful. Yes. I worked. If you yeah. don't have Instagram, it's also on our page on the wiki. If you go to the blog yes. section of our profile, um, just in case you don't have Instagram. Yeah. I put it, it is, there too. It's there as well. And um, yes. it is, so it is amazing. So take that. Because we're very humble. Oh, talking over each other is going to be bad with this because it's, it's lagging. Yeah. But um, take it as a peace offering. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry for taking so long. Um, and then also, there is a an announcement, not from us, but from Shannon Messenger recently. Um, she had a baby? <laughs> Which, this is such a delayed reaction for right, us. I know. But I know it came out like <laughs> weeks ago, but still. There, I had a whole freak out where I was like, what? And then we yes. had to put it in a podcast episode, and it kept getting delayed, but you don't Should we read her there. post? Yeah, you can read it's it. It's so cute. Okay, I'll read it. It's so cute. Just in case any of you guys aren't on Instagram again and aren't updated on this, I'll read it to you. Her post says, 
Um, well, first she put a picture of baby feet with hands and a heart around it, and the baby is wearing something that says plot twist. <laughs> and it says, these it tiny feet twist. spent... M- yes, for real. Um, these tiny feet spent months kicking and kicking and kicking, sometimes so hard that I wondered if they might break something inside of me. But I was grateful for every jolt, and it proved he was strong and safe. Despite all the doctors who told me this could never happen. Still, everything felt too fragile to share baby bump photos or exclamation mark filled posts with everybody. And now that he's here, my social media seems too public to say his name or show his face. I also can't find the words to describe how it feels to hold my perfect little plot twist close and kiss his soft cheeks. But I wanted to at least explain why I've been away so much during the last nine months, and why I won't be around for the next bit. My body needs time to heal, and we need to learn our roles of mommy, daddy, and baby. And hopefully we'll figure out how to get a little sleep. (laughs) Or at least a little sleep. I promise I'll check in for anything important, and my amazing assistant will also keep you updated. I'll be back as soon as I can. In the meantime, I have some tiny toes to tickle. It's only fair after all the kick, kick, kicking. Love, Shannon. Ah, it's so cute. I can't... It makes so much sense now. Like, this is such a delayed reaction (laughs) because this came out so long ago, but I'm trying to remember what I was thinking at the time. I love babies, and it makes me so happy. I know. And the plot twist. Yeah. That's so cute. And I noticed that she was less active everywhere, like, in the past, basically, year. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. And, by the way, um, it, it also does mean that book nine will be delayed to 2022. She said that at some point, I think. Wait, was it a separate yes. post? or? Yep. I have the post right here. Let me see if it says anything interesting. Um... Basically, we have to wait next year, which is fine. <laughs> yes. But I... Yep, um, basically. I don't blame her. I, uh, as the mm-hmm. oldest of eight kids... <laughs> I am, of course, the expert on all things parenting. That's sarcasm. I, I am not a parent. Yes. But I do know <laughs> that parents with newborns, they can't do much because newborns, either they're they're lying there and you have to watch them and make sure they aren't doing anything that could endanger their health, especially once they're, like, one. Um, but they, every about two hours, just decide to scream until you, like... <laughs> do whatever they want and you never know what they want because they can't talk to you so anyway yeah uh my 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 brother is like 10 months old right now and he is a little demon (laughs) we're definitely gonna have plenty of time to theorize and get through all of the books so Mm -hmm. that's good for us yeah we'll be able to catch up by the time book nine comes out and actually seeing as we're only on exile (laughs) but uh, that's the other thing is we'll be able to to record hopefully more regularly being able to do it separate now yeah mm-hmm. okay as long as i can get used to the lag yeah and we can try to figure it out there's other recording systems we can try in the future totally all right so this episode is like i said it's gonna be kind of a fun a little bit random of an episode it's all kinds of random fun things we've been wanting to do for a long time and so I was just like, let's just do them all in one episode to to satisfy the, the poor listeners that have been deprived of our wonderful selves for so long. <laughs> um, and so so the, there's four kind of sections to this, I guess. The first one is going to be one of our friends. We're allowed to say her name, right? I believe so. Okay. I don't know why not. We're, one of our name. friends, Molly. Uh, Molly has not read the Full Keeper series. She read the first book, right? Um, no, actually she didn't. I gave her my beat up copy and I don't think she ever read it. Nice. Okay. So Molly has yeah. not read it. I don't think she wanted that. I was just like, take it, take it. 
<laughs> and so um, then the second, and it's going to be us sending her pictures of characters. She's going to name them mm-hmm. and then describe them. She's already done this, and we have screenshots of it, but that's the first section. The second yes. section is um, my dad, which you guys have heard lots and lots on. He is a, a very funny, surprisingly random person. And so uh, it will be, <laughs> I, I said a name to him, and then he described the character to me. And then the third section will be us reading uh, fun reviews and emails we got. We can't read them all because mm-hmm. then it would be really long. But it's going to be some of, like, little fun things or kind of responses to, to podcasts we've done or little interesting things that we're like, oh, we should we should be yeah. that. And, then and I don't think I've heard any of these. Yeah, so Sydney? Correct? Yeah. Probably, probably not. There's, like, one old one maybe. Maybe. Sydney, Sydney checks the email, so she mm-hmm. sees a lot of the mail and text screenshots. So by the way, guys, if you are leaving, if you are leaving things on Instagram and email and you're like, oh, JC can't see them. Don't worry. Sydney is showing JC. So I get to see. Yes, definitely. (laughs) And then the last section I'm really excited about because I have no idea what to expect, but uh, there apparently are Keeper of the Lost Cities deleted scenes that came out like relatively recently. Did you not know that until I told you last night? No, I didn't. And I was like, (laughs) What? Like, when was yes. this announced? Where was this mm-hmm. announced? What? I I assumed you were still checking her Instagram on your computer, oh, but no. I guess not. It's blocked. Yeah, she's... Everything. Wow. Okay, yeah. so she's been announcing these, and I've just been so busy, and I can't use links on my phone, so mm-hmm. I haven't read them yet, and so I was like, okay, we anyway, can read them we're live and react like, to them. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm... Flipping on side. Okay, but we're going to we're going to start on Molly's reactions. So let me find them on my phone. Well, it's less reactions and more. Well, we sent her pictures yeah, of the Keeper so Lost Cities characters. I guess. Yes, and asked her to describe them to us without knowing anything. Yeah, and it was pretty funny. So, Cindy, do you have the pictures? I think I forgot to put them on um, regular. What do you mean? I don't think I put them on a, a photo share where you can see them. No, but I I went to the chat, so I'll just scroll oh, down as so go. She can see. Awesome. So the first yep. one I texted her a picture of is Biana, right? You have that on your side, Sydney? <laughs> yep. Cool. She said, oh, okay. Hmm. From what I remember about y'all talking about Keeper, I feel like I should know who this is, but I'm not sure. Bianca is her name, maybe? Or maybe that's someone else. We're going with Bianca, or Bella, for her name. Okay, characteristics. She seems like an extrovert. Not quite a leader type exactly, but definitely knows her stuff and isn't afraid to express her opinion. She seems sassy and compassionate all at once, too. Maybe a loner? She did so good with this one. I don't know. I go back and forth. On the one hand, she looks like the person who's dated everyone. But on the other hand, she looks like the type who was like, oh, no, to marriage. But then on the other hand, yes, I have three hands. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the other (laughs) hand. I have three hands. She seems like a sweet, innocent girl who is still, like, 12 at heart and is like a little princess. How's that? That one? And we were like, Whoa. That one was actually really good. <laughs> like, every part Some of, of these are accurate. so funny because they're so off, but that one, <laughs> that she was nailed impressive. it. Good job, Molly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the next one, uh, we sent her picture, Stina. And she said, <laughs> Why does she look like a mom? Like, on one hand, she's 17. On the other hand, 45 year old mom. <laughs> Why are you going to do me like that? And she said, Hmm, we're going with mom. She seems like one of those super cool, super hip moms, but not the kind that annoys the kid by trying to be cool, but the one who genuinely is cool. I'm trying to think of an example, but yes, a really in-touch mom, like a superhero mom or something like that. She's a fighter and is really loving to her chillin', her chillins. 
<laughs> and then she said, ah, but I feel like she's a kid. <laughs> and then she named her Fiona. Fina as a mom. <laughs> she named oh, yeah. Fiona. And I was like, that's actually kind of close. Fina, Fiona, sort yeah, of. She's not a 45-year-old mom, but you know. You know. Um, and the next one, I sent her a picture of Bront. Counts the Bront. Uh, it's kind of blurry because it's from, you know, the tiny little picture we got in 8.5, but... You know, she gets the picture. And she says, uh... This part. <laughs> I'm a professional squinter. She says, hmm, okay. So he looks like a bin. Uh, if you guys are on our Instagram... Which was so funny to us. Because yeah, we just put know, on the Ben Shapiro um, meme. Yeah. <laughs> There's context. If you know <laughs> our... Yep. Just go to our meme account on Instagram. <laughs> click the one with the picture of Ben Shapiro and Bront, and you'll see what we mean. Um, and so we thought that was so hilarious that she said he looks like a Ben right after we had made that meme. Yep. She goes, she goes, no one in the series has a normal name, but he looks like a Ben. And she says, I no longer care about being right. Throws caution to the wind. And then she said, okay, he looks like a Slytherin. That is all I have to say. Did she what? say anything else about Slytherin. it? Slytherin. No, that's all. Like Just that he's a bin in a Slytherin. Yeah, there's a green background, says so why. Mm. Interesting. And dark hair. Yep. So we have Bella, Fiona, and Ben. Alright, the next Bella one. Bella the princess, Fiona the 45-year-old mom, <laughs> and Ben the Slytherin. <laughs> that's it. He's a Slytherin. That's his whole personality. Mm-hmm. The next one, I texted her a picture of Vespera. Sorry, I'm trying to go to where we are. She said, ooh, she's scary. I can't decide if I think she's actually evil or just one of those characters who's edgy and all that. Like, she's not mean, but she's not all sweet and bubbly. She said, a bit sarcastic, a lot bit fierce, and maybe a touch roots and hips, but deep down, she loves her friends. <laughs> oh, and she's passionate. Very, very, very passionate. This is the only one where a name isn't popping into my head. And then she said, Alberta. I hate it, but that's what I keep Alberta. thinking. <laughs> Alberta, who loves Alberta. her friends. <laughs> that one is really far off. Okay, I know. I texted her a picture of Fitz, and she goes all caps, That's Fitz! I know him! Ha 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 ha! And then she's like, okay, so Fitz's like, pretty boy, outgoing, nice, etc., etc. That's going to my next picture, because we get really off track for a second. Oh, yeah, no, because she, she, call then him she says... by accident? No, what? Oh, that's an inside joke. You can't say that. His... Okay. Uh, she said, one of those people who thinks that... Wait... Who thinks he's Wait, all that? Wait, you missed something. Blue. Wait, what did I Wait, miss? Wait, it's up here. It says, so Fitz is almost too nice. Makes me gag. And then she <laughs> said, so just write down pretty boy. And then I think, yeah, that's where she says, one of all those people who thinks he's all that because his eyes are blue and his face is symmetrical. Shaking my head. <laughs> and No, she said, she said, I want an alternate name. Oh, she does say, I vote Corfee. And then she said coffee. Mm. And I, said, I know she's referencing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sent her a picture of Dex. Yes. Um, and she said, "Hold on, I'm trying to go." Oh, he said, "She said he's the little brother character, like Leo and Percy Jackson." Yes. And I was like, "She's and she was accurate with this. that one." Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and then she called the character stereotypical. And wait, oh, and then she named him Daniel. Daniel. It's <laughs> a, a good yeah. She said, "I keep trying to say Leo." Mm-hmm. 
then the last because character she said he looks like Leo from Percy, from Jackson. Percy Jackson. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the last character we did is Tam. She said, "Ooh, this guy looks interesting." <laughs> She said, the problem with the series is all the characters have unusual names, so I feel like I'll never get them right. And then she says, hmm, Tanner. That is my final guess. Which is impressive. Tanner. I mean, it starts with the same letter. And Wait, then... I think you missed some. Oh, oh no, you're getting to that. Yeah. Here we go. Did I ever do the one I dubbed Tanner? And she said, okay, so back to the dude. His senior superlative is most likely to turn to the dark side. <laughs> he starts out nice, the pretty boy whose head is full of cupcakes and unicorns and fluff, but if you're not careful, he'll go bad real quick. He's secretive but supportive, sweet but elusive, maybe a warrior. <laughs> I don't know if there are warriors in this, but maybe he's one of those. And then she showed us a picture of a random shirt. <laughs> so that was fun. Yep. We sent her a bunch of other ones, but she never got back to us. Yeah. So, if you guys want to hear more of Molly's first impressions of keepers, Keeper characters, um, let us know, and we will do that again. <laughs> the next one is my dad. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. no. I don't know what these are going to be. I'm a little... <laughs> I'm the only... Okay. I guess me and, like, some of my siblings are the only people who have ever heard these before, so you guys should be really excited. Oh, no? This is one of the funniest. Okay. My dad... Um, he had not read any of the series whenever he did this. Right now, he's read two book five, and he, now he says he's bored and doesn't want to read anymore. Oh my but goodness. he also won't let me spoil anything, so I can't just be like, okay, Orly Sophie's mom, keep going. <laughs> um, so, here we go. I said, what? Okay, Mr. Forkle, what does he do? Explain him to me. This is what he said. Mr. Forkle mm-hmm. has uh, two brothers, he's triplets, he's two brothers. One is Spoonal, and the other is Nifle. The second two are jealous <laughs> of Forkle. <laughs> Spoonal what? and Nifle work at Applebee's. What? And then it's like, hey, that's really interesting. Um, okay, what does Bront do? Bront, and what were you going to say? Did you show him pictures, or did you just say their names? I just said the their names. names. This is, this is completely oh only coming from names. Okay, I just And Bront. he's heard... But he's heard you guys talk about the characters a little bit, so, so he has a little... Fits, his fits is interesting yeah. based off of that. Oh, no. And he makes fun okay. of Kenrick based off of that. Oh, my. And Orly. And Keith, if I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the other ones, he had no idea anything about. And then after mm-hmm. he had read part of the series, asked him about characters he hadn't met yet, but I'll tell you when we get to those. Okay. Okay, so the next cool. one, I was like, Bron, who is he? What does he do? This is what he said. He uh, works at a fast food place. He sneaks burgers when people aren't looking. He'll just eat them behind people's backs. What? He wears tight, short tank tops, and it's like his belly hangs out. He can't do his own laundry. He wears two short shorts, lifts weights. He's basically just the Hulk. What? (laughs) Someone do fan art of this. (laughs) Grunt as the Hulk, stealing burgers. like the counselor chair. Oh my goodness. And then the next one, Counselor And his two short shorts. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Counselor Emery. Um, he said Emery. Sounds like like this guy who like always wears a sweater vest and a bow tie. He's always reading this boring book and you're like, Oh, what are you reading? He's like, Oh, it's this very interesting book I have on the different types of rocks. Okay, I can see this. I can see this. (laughs) He says he always combs his hair like he parts it down the middle. 
he brags about going to Harvard or Yale, like, all the time. Every time you see him, oh, did you hear that I graduated from Harvard? This was Emory as a um, Foxfire student. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, Fenton. Now, he's hearing me ranting about how much I don't like Fenton, so this is why he oh, decided no. that meant... <clears throat> Fenton, he's a, he's in sorcery, like he's a sorcerer, like a dark dark magic. <laughs> he loves silver and hydrogen and black darkness. Silver, hydrogen, and black darkness. Wow, <laughs> Ooh, it's so random. Fallon, mm-hmm. Fallon Vacker. Um, he heard me laughing about Fallon one day, so he's just like, Fallon is a comedian and he's also Superman. <laughs> what? King Dimitar. What? I said, okay, King Dimitar, and he just goes. Shrek. I have no idea how he knew that, but that's all he said. Wow! <laughs> it's like, wow, very good, okay. I am impressed. <laughs> wow. Serena. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, wow, you've never heard me mention this guy. Okay, good job. And then I said, Okay, when when you hear Serena, did you ever watch the Pirate Fairy Tinkerbell movie when you were little? No. Okay, I'm pretty sure... The main character is named Zarina, and that's all I can think of when I hear Zarina. Continue. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Zarina. Some of you will probably know what I'm talking about. Um, Zarina works at, wait, where did, where did I lost it? She works in the circus on the trapeze. Ah. Oh, he was trying to say Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya? <laughs> the greatest showman if anyone doesn't know and if you don't know culture yourself <laughs> i'm dead okay zarina marie zaka zarina. oh my okay. gosh <laughs> claret he just said claret is in the nutcracker so he was trying to say claret okay um Jinsy. so we have shrek zendaya and clara <laughs> Uh, I just realized Gen C sounds like Gen Z. Oh, that's not what he heard. <gasps> okay, sorry. Continue. He just looked at me and was silent for a few seconds and he goes, is that a spice for your crock pot? <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, 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 I don't know, something spicy or something. And I was like, Gen C? It's a person. <laughs> I mean, I guess I sort of hear it. Maybe. He was, he thought it was paprika. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. I don't know, man. I mean, Gen C... I'm trying to think of a comparison. I don't know. Um, the next one was Kenrick. <clears throat> so, he said Kenrick. Oh no. He's a wimp. He's just really wimpy. He won't do anything. He won't get out of bed. He wears a hula oh skirt goodness. all the time. Just a, like a Hawaiian a hula, hula skirt. skirt. Mm-hmm. He, 24-7. <laughs> he walks in rain to try to drink it. Like he walks around with his mouth open, and that's the only way he'll drink anything. And he how does he come up with this winter. stuff? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, how are these things popping into your head? What? And the next one, Orly. Now here's the thing. I'm gonna take a sip of water. My family. I will. Too. I used to say Orly instead of Orly because I thought it was how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, but I was wrong. And they're like O'Reilly. Ha ha. Her name's O'Reilly, and then that's all they would say. If I would say O'Reilly, they would say O'Reilly back to me while I tried to talk to them. 
So that's why I was so determined that that's what my dad Yeah. And so I was determined to switch to the correct pronunciation orally so that they would stop, and it worked. (laughs) However, this was back before I knew the correct pronunciation, so I was like, okay, O'Reilly. And he goes, she's Irish. And that's all I could get out of him. Huh. (laughs) Because, yeah, O'Reilly. Hmm. Anyway. Interesting. Grady. He said, he's good at math and foreign languages. <laughs> okay. No, he's not. He's no. not or mathematician. Maybe. Oh, he does do the coding thing in book one. Like, look at the codes. Not the oh, codes. That's the mostly decks, yeah. though. No, not, not, not codes. Sorry. The scrolls. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Sure. We'll let it slide. The next one is Fitz. <laughs> oh no. This is the second time we're trashing Fitz in this one episode. <laughs> oh no. So this is <laughs> my dad pre keeper. He didn't even know what Fitz looked like. <clears throat> Fitz. Wait. He does or doesn't? Does not. Sorry, I he knows it. nothing. Hmm. He's really hairy. He never bathes. He doesn't know how to tie his shoes. He also has a huge belly that also hangs out of his shirt, and he always wants to talk, talk about NASCAR. Like, every time you see him, he's just like, dude, did you see the NASCAR race? And you're like, no, that's boring. He's like, well, I just want to talk about NASCAR. What on earth? Where is he getting this stuff? <laughs> and this is all at the same time, by the way. So he's coming up with all of these random things in one sitting. And me and my siblings are just dying laughing. It was at dinner one night, and I was like, I have to write this down. This was years ago. I know. This is Wow. Okay, Keith. He goes, okay, Keith, he likes honey, knives, guns. He always, he's always shooting rabbits. <laughs> he carves things with his knife. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, my name is Oscar, and I'm the host of the Potter Discussion Podcast. The Potter Discussion is the ultimate Harry Potter podcast, discussing everything from Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the entire Wizarding World fandom. This isn't your everyday Harry Potter podcast, because we have regular, in-depth discussions about obscure and fascinating topics. So if you enjoy in-depth character breakdowns, Harry Potter quizzes, and you are a Harry Potter super fan, this podcast is for you. Search for The Potter Discussion Podcast in your favorite podcast app, or click the link to learn more. Cool, I think we're back. Hi. JC's Wi-Fi is questionable. At best. Oh, wait, it's still really delayed. I hear myself talking after I finish talking. It'll catch up in a second. Hopefully. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Alina. She's a surfer. She only eats fruit. She brags about how much kale she eats and is smart but not very nice. That was accurate. Hmm. Like, I feel like... Except the surfer. (laughs) Brags about how much kale she eats. I feel like Smart but not very nice. Maybe. Except, is she smart, though? That's the question. You know, she's an elf. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, Ro. Okay. <laughs> he just said, he's, yes, he, Ro. He's in charge of doing the boat. Ro's airboat. My dad starts rowing an airboat, like Miney rowing an airboat. <laughs> and he's he's a SoundCloud rapper and, and a break dancer. He goes to dinner school. <laughs> Wait, or is it a she? <laughs> Rose the boat. 
SoundCloud rapper. And he also sang Row Row the Boat like a rap edition, and I don't remember how he did it, but he did. <laughs> what? On earth? <laughs> how do you get that from the names? My dad. Bo. Bo is Row's brother. <laughs> Bo is Row's brother, who's an archer who likes to be called Arrow. He drives a tractor all day. Why can't I see this one, actually? <laughs> you see what I mean? I don't know. I can see Bo driving a tractor and insisting on being called Arrow. It's like, I am Arrow. I am an Arrow. You must call me that. I don't know. Yeah. And then I asked him about Nubatai. Is that how you pronounce the dwarf? Nubatai? Um, we'll go with it. And he just said, I can't say that. And I was like, what? He said, I can't say what, what she does. And I was like, okay. What? I think he was I think he was running out of ideas. So he was just like, it's redacted. <laughs> what on earth? Umber. I wish I had this skill to just come up with <laughs> random stuff. Umber. He said Umber's make Umber makes umbrellas. Okay. Because I name. see where this one came from. Her sister's name is Ella. Because <laughs> I'm umbrella, get it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just got it. Um, Amy. He said, Amy's just normal. And I was like, oh. And he said, what? like, the most normal person you could ever come up with. Like, she takes the bus to work, does her 9 to 5 secretary job, then goes home, makes herself dinner, and watches the TV, goes to bed at 9. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I mean, he was right <laughs> until... <laughs> until he elaborated. Yeah. Okay. Um, Timkin. <clears throat> Timkin is a clown wrestler. <laughs> he wrestles clowns for a living. Oh, huh. um, okay. Vespera gives nighttime devotions. Somehow, some of these are like on... Wait, she what? Gives nighttime devotions. Only at dusk, professional breather. Professional breather? Like, teaches people to breathe. Like breath guidance how does what does that have to do with devotion <laughs> i don't know <laughs> she leads devotions what? only at dusk only at dusk that sounds like a cult <laughs> <laughs> i think it's supposed to be a cult <laughs> despera sounds like a cult leader okay yeah and then I asked my five-year-old, no, he's seven. I asked my, sorry, I have a lot of siblings. I asked my seven-year-old brother who Mr. Forkle was, and he said that he was a frog with white hair. That's just a bonus one. <laughs> why, why does that fit somehow? <laughs> Some of these just weirdly, it's they're just like, way off, but the vibe sense. fits. Like the Timkin one? Yeah. He did Flowers. show up looking like a poodle, so. <laughs> I don't know. Vespera's. The cult leader thing, it kind of <laughs> works. It really works. Forkle is a frog with white hair. Okay. Frog with white hair. And that's all I have from my... I mean, an old... Yeah, I see. Wait, didn't you have some that... Which ones were after he had started reading the series? Oh, those were um, Roe and the old ones after that. So Roe, gotcha. Nubitai, Umber, Amy, Timkin, and Vespera. Gotcha. Okay, He had cool. read the series, but he was just like... And I guess that's how he knew Amy's name. Maybe he didn't know Amy's name. He, and then he was mm. like, also, she works an office job. 
But he's only in Lodestar, so he doesn't know, like, what happens in Nightfall with all that, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know Row or Bow. I'm trying to remember what we were planning to do next. Okay. Oh, Bow on the tractor. That part also makes sense somehow. It did. Anyway. Like the vibe was there. You yeah. Call it me was Arrow. There. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the warrior. So the next um, thing, I have a couple of screenshotted emails and things from fans. Um, the first one okay. is from Emma. Emma, you remember how, okay, guys, in, in an episode, we were saying. Tarek always like stands at the door and they open the door and he's just standing there and it's so creepy and he has a, a, like a fear of knocking. I have seen this at this email. <laughs> he's like a fear of knocking so like he'll open the door before someone can knock on the door. Does anyone remember that rabbit trail? Well if you don't it happens. And so I do. Emma emailed I us. remember. And she goes in one episode you mentioned Tarek's name having a suspicious meaning but when I searched this is what I found and I felt like it needed to be shared. Tarek. <laughs> he who pounds at the door. <laughs> His name, spelled with an A instead of an E, means he who pounds at the door. And it's so perfect because he's afraid of knocking. He said, he's like, I am the only one who pounds at the door. I am the pounder at the door. No, no one else is allowed to pound at the door. It's so perfect. It's just so oddly specific. I know. And wow, I... I love it. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you. When it's, I first read beautiful. that, I was cracking up. Like, <laughs> I'm numb to it now, but it was so funny. I'm just like, my brain is distracted because, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, it's two o'clock in the morning for you guys. Oh, yeah. For you guys who are listening, it's two o'clock in the morning right now, and I've been up. We had some serious technical difficulties and yeah. scheduling difficulties, so. And I've been but staying up. the show must go on. At, like seven for the past three days, so. Yay! I stayed up till three watching High School Musical, the musical, the series last night. (laughs) It was not a wise choice because I had to get up at eight. I stayed up till (laughs) two introducing my sister to Tom Holland, (laughs) who she now has a crush on. (laughs) For those of you who listen to the. This episode is so random. (laughs) For those of you who listen to the character theme songs episode, it's Karis, that crazy one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so the next fan email comes from, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name, but it's A-D-I-T-I. Um, and you said, I've been listening to your episodes and I'm loving them for the character theme song episode. Hey, we just mentioned that. Uh, having your siblings on there was amazing. Thank you. I, they were uh, entertaining. I was scared to death. I had no idea what they were going to say. <laughs> what about Swan Song by Dua Lipa for Sophie? And you actually sent the lyrics. Uh, the flicker burning... You know the time is running, running out. Only I see. Oh, the diamonds, diamonds breaking down. I won't stay quiet. I won't stay quiet. Cause staying silent's the same as dying. I won't stay quiet. The flicker's burning low. This is not a, this is not a swan song. This is not a swan song. We just gotta hold on tonight. This is not a swan song. Swan dive. Yeah, it's a new life. Real fantasy. Wishing it was make-believe. What is the reason of doing nothing at all? Watching it fall. Sydney Mm -hmm. actually mentioned this song to me and I was like, Oh Ever goodness. since I've heard it, I've been like, Dua Lipa, it are sounds, you a fan? It sounds It's so, so accurate. Yeah. Either Shannon heard the song and then was like, yeah, I will write this No, no, in. it came out afterward. <gasps> really? Yeah. It oh. came out, let me see. Let me look it up. Um, well, I have the lyrics now. I think it came out in like 2019. Oh, Dua wow. Dua Lipa, Swan Song release date. Let's see. There's, like, mentions of fire, there's mentions of fall, yep. there's... 2019. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Does she, like, have a little sister who's telling her about this or something? That was a mind blow. You guys can't see yeah. anything mind blown. 
the diamonds breaking down, <laughs> flickers burning low, um, just all of it. It's it's amazing. Real fantasy, wishing it was make believe. What is the reason of doing nothing at all, watching it all fall? It's so accurate. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm very suspicious. Our dear friend listener. I'm in a crazy mood right yes, now. thank you. By the way, guys. Me too. I'm, I'm a little bit crazier than usual. So, um, yeah. Okay, the next one is our Apple Podcast Reviews, and I'm so excited. Okay, so by the way, guys, oh. uh, if you have not left an Apple Podcast Review and you have Apple Podcasts, you should leave reviews, because I want to start doing this. See, I'm proposing this live on air, but I want to start doing things where if there's like a really cool review, we just read a review at the end. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, cool. I, I was thinking we should just do this with fan mail. Well, it's not really fan mail, like friend mail. Friend mail. Um, if we get any things that are interesting, we should start mm-hmm. having a section for that. Sorry if there's, so, like, a buzzing in the background. The fridge just decided to start making a weird <laughs> noise. So, anyway. But, yeah. So, the first one is from Nadia. And Nadia said, I love your pod. Chances are you won't read this. Ha ha. Well, you chanced wrong, Nadia. <laughs> chanced we read them all. This, but do <laughs> Just we, letting you know. Yes, we do read every single one. So if you have one on there, we have read it and then freaked out about it and proceeded to nearly yes. cry. We any comments, anything stable. we get, I send it to JC immediately. And then we, we have a whole... I'm exposing us right here, but we have a whole <laughs> album called... Like, shared album called Podcast Encouragement. It keeps us And from, it just like, has all out. of you guys. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Because, like I said, we're busy, and then there will be times that we're like, hmm, this is hard. And then we'll go and look at the album and be like, but I love them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And the encouragement. Anyway, (laughs) do you think think that Glimmer is Tam and Lin's mom? Also, so key forever. That was the rest of Nadia's review. Glimmer Mm -hmm. as Tam and Lin's mom. Is she old enough for that? She seems younger. It seems like Tam has, like, a little crush on her. Yeah, I think she's too young, mm-hmm. but I have heard the theory a lot. Really? I don't, time. yes. I'm not on social media. Oh, though, really? So like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that ever since Glimmer came in. I don't think it's true, mm-hmm. but I respect the theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a cool I think theory. she's too young. Yeah. yeah. There's just not a lot of evidence for it either because we haven't had Glimmer in mm-hmm. a lot of things. But There's no reason to cross it out other than it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, yeah. we, we've said that about other things that we've been wrong about, mm-hmm. so. Um, and then Sokeef Forever. I agree, Nadia. Sokeef. There's a lot of Sokeef reviewers on here. I actually, I feel like at some point there was a DM or something, and someone was like, you guys keep bashing Fitz, and I like Fitz, but I listened to the podcast <laughs> anyway, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, there was, like, early <laughs> on, I think. And now every time we mention Fitz, I'm like, okay, so uh, I'm going to bash him, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um this one's from disney lover that's the name in it disney lover with a smiley face and the review says i love this podcast so much good keeper velocities podcasts are so rare rare but this one is amazing i've been listening to it during a road trip and it's awesome my favorite episode so far is the character theme songs they had such great chemistry and i love the that siblings popular yeah we need to bring your siblings both of our siblings back on <laughs> oh man with the wonderful audio quality um, they have such great chemistry I was surprised about that um, and then the other one I liked was the Myers-Briggs episodes <gasps> okay this I, there's probably been other reviews that have said this but that makes me so happy because I was so scared yes. that like people wouldn't understand it when like the Myers-Briggs episodes and mm-hmm. continuing their view I also am an INFJ every keeper French listens to this oh. podcast and that made me excited I, I was like oh my goodness there's an INFJ listening mm-hmm. I feel like you're a celebrity now INFJ person 
Congratulations. <laughs> okay, and then the next section that we're doing is the Shannon scenes. I'm so excited. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to begin? Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show. If you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. All you need is some gear you already have in a quiet space. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. This is what Shannon said about the deleted original prologue. I wrote this scene because I wanted the beginning of Keeper of the Lost Cities to feel mysterious and ominous, but I decided it didn't work for readers to have more knowledge about Sophie's past than Sophie did. It made her character feel a bit annoying, since it took her so long to catch up to everyone else. So I cut this and made the series third-person limited, meaning I only include a scene of Sophie's in it. Oh, and you may notice Mm. that a few of the details about Prentice's memory break have changed since I wrote this prologue. Writing is rewriting, and again and again. Okay, so this is the prologue. No match. Yes. The two words flashed red across the screen like a taunt, tempting Quinlan to fling the palm-sized gadget off of the rooftop. rooftop. He's on a rooftop. <laughs> and let it shatter into a million pieces below. Somehow he fought the urge, instead taking another slow, deep breath before pressing the final sequence of buttons. Please work, he begged to the tiny screen as he ran his fingers across his sweat-streaked forehead. Talking to inanimate objects, a sure sign of desperation. <laughs> Feel. <laughs> oh, it's moving yep. so slowly. A second later, the screen filled with the words, unable to process. Quinlan clinched the blinking square in his fist, like that would somehow make it cooperate. When it didn't help, he switched it off and shoved the gadget deep into the pocket of his cape and glanced up at the sky. Time to deliver the bad news. The night was just starting Mm. to fade into the deep blue glow of early dawn, and one by one the stars were winking away. Alden would be there any minute, but as the seconds dragged by, Quinlan could only pace the length of the rooftop and wait. Back and forth, back and forth. A flash of light stopped him in his tracks, and a tall figure in a dark gray cape shimmered onto the rooftop next to him. I came as soon as I could, Alden apologized as he smoothed his dark wavy hair. His vibrant teal eyes shone even in the dim light. What did you find? Quinlan tried to force out the words. When they wouldn't come, he reached into his pocket and retrieved the gadget, holding it out for Alden. See for yourself. Alden tapped the screen and a hologram appeared. Oh, I love holograms. The unlocked scene. Sydney <laughs> so yeah. sent a screenshot of it to me, like, right before we recorded, and I was like, you're gonna make me cry, and then I'm gonna sound weird on the podcast. Oh, that one. I was thinking of Forkel's office. Isn't oh, no. that holographic, too? Uh, yeah, but yeah. that's in, like, Nightfall. I'm talking about... Oh, no, it's, a. Uh, hmm. I don't know. It's, it's So not she originally... Hmm. I was surprised by the hologram thing. So she originally introduced that a lot earlier, but took it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway... Um, a double helix of DNA scan glowing in the darkness. Ignore me. (laughs) Well, this is a surprise, Alden whispered. A shadow of concern was painted across his handsome face. Have you shown this to anyone? Only you. Good. Let's keep it that way. Quinlan nodded. You couldn't get anything else? Alden asked, still studying the hologram. I tried, Quinlan assured him, but Prentice's mind was particularly strong. I had to shatter his sanity in order to extract the one piece I recovered. Alden Ah, nodded gravely. So that's a detail Such a waste. It, yeah. He held the hologram closer to his face, his eyes narrowing. I'm no expert on these, but this one looks strange, doesn't it? It's been altered somehow, Quinlan agreed. The system couldn't even process it. Oh, so this is a, this is a plot hole that I mentioned one time. I was like, why don't they just test the DNA and figure yes. out where the parents are from that? 
That's And nice. I was like, Shannon could come up. She either has an explanation mm-hmm. or she could come up with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. Instead, I assume there's a match. I ran it five times. No, they're just looking for a match to a person. So they're not looking for parent matches. You have to draw blood for that. It's probably... <laughs> that's probably why... <laughs> Okay. Mm. It's because you have to draw blood to find parents from DNA, and they're like, nah. Or you could do hair, I guess. Anyway. Wait, you just got really loud. Oh. Really, really loud suddenly. Well, sorry. <laughs> okay. But actually, cool. so it looks like they're not testing for parents, Sydney. It looks like they're testing for a match. Yeah. But it's still, it still could be an explanation for the plot hole. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I mean, I don't think it's intentionally that, but... It proves the point that she she can explain it away. Anyway. Alden took a turn at pacing. I assumed there was no match. Quinlan laughed darkly. I ran it five times. Alden ran it a sixth, to be sure. Well, at least we know it's a girl. They both fell silent, lost in their own thoughts. What do you think it means? Quinlan finally whispered into the darkness. I have no idea, Alden admitted. He touched the center of the screen and the hologram disappeared. But I need to find her. You really think you can? Quinlan asked. Where will you look? I'm not entirely sure, though I suppose if I wanted to hide a child, there's one place I'd be fairly certain no one would search. Quinlan sucked in a breath. You don't mean. Alden nodded. It seems like the best place to start. But there are so many of them. She could be anywhere. It won't be easy, Alden agreed, and I'll probably have to wait until her abilities develop before I can truly identify her. That will take years, Quinlan warned. I know. Well, I'll have to be patient. Quinlan looked away. The poor child. A rueful smile spread across Alden's lips. Oh, they're not all bad. Still, to be what? raised by humans. So, the humans oh, are humans. all mm-hmm. ah. Quinlan cringed, just saying the word. Alden's teal eyes twinkled mysteriously as he pulled a pathfinder from his pocket and held the crystal out to the first rays of dawn. A single beam of light was refracted toward the ground. Who knows? Maybe it will be good for her, he said mostly to himself before glancing at Quinlan. I'll let you know when I find her. Don't you mean if you find her? Quinlan couldn't help asking. Alden shook his head. Oh, I will find her. I just don't know what we'll do with her once I do. He gave half a bow and stepped into the that beam of light creepy. from his wand. His body glared for a second and then vanished. Hmm. It does sound creepy. I didn't know what we'll do with her. Interesting. Yeah, I see why she cut it. I. It's a really good scene, but I see her mm-hmm. point about it would be annoying to read that and then have Sophie be Sophie like, "What is an elf?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still. I still feel like it doesn't entirely explain the parent thing. Like they could still have tested it. Yeah, but maybe they didn't, it didn't, it says their system couldn't even process it, mm-hmm. and so I'm guessing it couldn't process it yeah, for like, her parents, too. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just interesting to see the process that Shannon mm-hmm. did to get to where And changing Prentice's memory yes. thing. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why. It makes me feel better about my process <laughs> writing. Yeah. Okay, deleted scene from Exile. Um, give me, let's see. Okay, I'll read what Shannon said. She said, this scene used to be part of the R and Flare sequence. What is that? The when part. When you're doing the R oh, and Flare, yeah. the, fire, the bonfire the thing. Fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and was a moment I created to show that something might be wrong with Sophie's abilities. But I realized after I wrote it that it didn't really sell the idea that she was malfunctioning. If anything, it made her seem even stronger, so I cut it out. And I'd considered use including the skill in a later Keeper book, but I decided it was too confusing trying to differentiate it from other things telepaths could and couldn't do. So I dropped the idea from the series entirely. Ooh, this sounds interesting. 
Miana yelped and jumped out of her seat. Don't do that, she screamed, flinging a cookie at... A cookie? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. A cookie at Fitz's head. Did I miss something? Sophie asked. Yeah, Viana's afraid of the dark, Fitz told her. More like my brother loves torturing me with his evil mind games, Viana corrected. Actually, it's a highly developed skill. I feel like I should be doing an accent. Sorry. <laughs> Fitz explained with a smug grin. I bet even Sophie can't do it. <laughs> his eyes narrowed. <laughs> And Bianna screamed again. Even Keith jumped, even though he tried to cover it with a cough. Sophie frowned. I don't get it. You didn't see the sh giant shadow wolf that just attacked us? Bianna asked before screaming again. There, right there. You really don't see that? She pointed to the fire, but all Sophie saw were the dancing rainbow-colored flames. Okay, you guys are starting to freak me out, Sophie admitted. What's going on? He's impelling. Alden explained when he joined them by the fire. That's what we call it when a telepath pushes a shadow of a thought into someone else's mind to make them see something that isn't there. It's mostly novelty and a bit of a gray area when it comes to rules of tel the rules of tel <laughs> the rules of telepathy. But it appears your unique blocking protects you. But that doesn't make any sense, Fitz argued, narrowing his eyes yet again and making everyone except Sophie flinch. I can transmit to her now. Shouldn't I be able to impel? Impelling reaches a different part of the brain, Alden reminded him, and your connection to Sophie is limited. You can't even read her thoughts, only make her hear yours. Keith laughed. Foster loves keeping her sense of mystery. Fitz frowned and Bianna screamed again, clinging to Alden's arm. Dad, tell him to knock it off. I think that's enough impelling for one night, son. Though, I wonder. Alden turned to Sophie. Would you like to give it a try? All you have to do is concentrate on a thought and push it toward us without opening your mind to ours. I guess, Sophie mumbled, not loving the way everyone was staring at her. She felt too frazzled to come up with anything original, so she copied Fitz's idea and imagined a shadow wolf with hackles raised and fangs bared. When she could picture every strand of its bristled fur, she narrowed her eyes and shoved the thought towards her friends. What the? Keith shouted. <gasps> JC! It's the thing I did! <laughs> On the, you could have done it. I could have done it. Okay, quick pause. On our short story, I had Keith saying what the, and then I was like, does that sound too much like a human phrase? And so I cut it because I thought it, it like drew you out of the story. But I could have done it because he doesn't hear. Anyway. <clears throat> what the, Keith shouted, covering his, covering his ears as Alden ducked and beyond Fitz screamed. Sophie cleared the image head and everyone's straight wide haunted uh -oh, eye you're cutting out sorry did you open your minds to ours alden asked sophie shook her head hello there we go hello sorry. the last thing i heard was hello? Uh, did you open your mind to ours oh i heard you say uh-oh and that's all yeah, okay cut out keep going um okay did you open your minds to ours? Wait, did you open your minds to ours? Yeah, that's right. Alden asked. Sophie shook her head. Why? That was no shadow, Keith mumbled, looking paler than she'd ever seen him. That was a full-color, 20-foot monster. I swear I could even smell the dog breath. Me too, Fitz said quietly, and I could hear it snarling. It was so real, Bianna whispered, hugging her dad and glancing around like she expected the wolf to emerge from the shadows at any second. I'm sorry. 
I didn't mean... Sophie fumbled for her home crystal. Wait, Alvin said as she held her pendant in the firelight. You don't have to leave. You didn't do anything wrong. I nearly gave you guys a panic attack. Yeah, you did, Fitz said, trying to smile but not pulling it off. I almost peed my pants, Keith added. Humiliation burned Sophie's eyes. Why did she always mess everything up? Your mind is stronger than we're used to, that's all, Alden assured her. Well, that's still a problem, Sophie replied. She didn't know her own strength. And if she couldn't understand herself, who could? It's really okay, Sophie, Alden insisted. Please stay. She tried to stand a little taller as she shook her head. Honestly, I have a headache now, and I'm sure Adeline's waiting for me. Thank you so much for dinner in the Arn Flair. I'll see you guys at the opening ceremonies, right? She asked Fitz, Keith, and Bianca. They nodded, and everyone tried to smile as Sophie let the warm light whisk her away. But Sophie would never forget the look on their pale faces. Fear. Maybe even terror. Like she was the monster. Mm. And Sophie had a horrible feeling that they might be right. Okay! That was interesting. She's a four. First of all, she's a four. She is fourish okay, here. Okay, um, so if you haven't seen the first Thor movie, skip ahead thirty seconds. Loki says this whenever he finds out, and you better have skipped forward if you haven't seen the first Thor movie. Whenever he finds <laughs> out he's adopted, he's like, "Because I'm the monster that parents tell their children about at night." That's like the same mm. line. Yeah. Didn't we already decide that she was a four in book one and then she changes? I, I think we did. We said I four. Grandma Alvin. I think we said four. I don't know. I don't quite know. But I know we said she was a four in book one. Wait, but this is exile. Mm-hmm. No, because we said in the beginning. And I think we said she changes, but we weren't sure what yet. Okay, and the reason, but, yeah. sorry, so the reason that I was kind of broken up is my mom, guys, by the way, sorry, it's 2.30 in the morning, so my mom wants me to go ahead and sleep, and Cindy, I can cut this up if we need to, but she wants me to go ahead and okay. sleep, and then tomorrow we're going to record the second half and then just put them together and have it all be one cool. recording. Cool. That works. Um, can we finish reacting to this part, though? Yes. Okay, cool. Because, okay, so JC, did you also notice how accidentally similar this is to our book oh you're right. we can't say anything else right. but that's all i could think because i was like oh. it's exactly what we have yeah ah oh, come Whoa. on shannon stop stealing our ideas <laughs> we came matter. up with a book idea when we were like 12 so we had no idea but it's very similar to something we have happened mm-hmm. in it all right interesting so i'm gonna go ahead and stop the recording all right, guys, we are back. It is not uh, tomorrow or what we were talking about when we said tomorrow. It is like a week and a half later <laughs> because life is crazy. Um, but, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to record it all if we were doing it in person. And I have better audio now. Yay. Anyway. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I listened back and realized, huh, a big room with no carpet is not the best place to record. So, all that said, our next scene is the... Uh, Everblaze scene. So the introduction to it. Let me see if I can zoom in. It's teeny tiny, guys. Okay. The introduction. It's not visible where I have it. There we go. Shannon's note. (laughs) I removed this scene from the sequence where Sophie heals Fintan's mind because I decided it worked better to have these kinds of interactions happen between just Sophie and Fitz instead. I also worried about having Sophie push too hard for the healing since it goes so very wrong and I didn't want her to feel too responsible slash guilty shannon 
guys, I'm so excited. I saw Orly's name in this whenever I was pulling it up, and I was like... <laughs> Sharp jaw sling yanked Sophie back Thank to reality. Sure. Wait, what'd you say? Um, oh no, is it is it breaking up? A little bit, what'd you say? I was lagging her bad. Um, I just said this ought to be interesting, but I lagged. <laughs> Alright. Sharp jostling yanked Sophie back to reality, and she ripped open her eyes to find Orly shaking her by the shoulders. Sorry, Orly said, pulling Sophie as far from Fenton as the cramped room would allow. So protective. Your mood had turned troubling. Sophie glanced at her palms, where half-moon imprints told her she'd be been digging her nails into her skin. I don't know what happened. I followed the warmth like I always do, but somehow I ended up in a very dark place. Were you trapped? Kendrick asked. More like I didn't want to leave. The heat was... hypnotic. She could still feel it, burning in her mind, keeping her warm in the freezing tower. Jurgen crouched in front of her, staring into her eyes. I don't like the sound of that. Okay, I gotta pause really quick, Sydney. The, 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 the. I love this. Okay, first of all, <laughs> Tyrion's so protective. Second of all, Orly's so protective. They're all so protective because they're all parent figures, and if I'm right, Tyrion's her dad, and it there makes is so much sense. <laughs> this is a genius scene. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. It's on the next page, so now I have to wait for it to load. Just this one section. Me neither, Alden admitted. Is this something I could help with? Fitz asked. I think it's best not to risk allowing Fenton to influence a second telepath, Orly said quietly. But I'm still the guide, Fitz reminded everyone. Sorry, it's tiny. <laughs> but I'm still the guide, Fitz reminded everyone. You are, Orly <laughs> agreed. But I think it's better if I continue being the one to monitor, assuming we continue at all. Silence followed as the counselors all exchanged looks. Eventually, Counselor Tarek moved to Sophie's side. Can you heal Fenton? I think so, Sophie hedged, not wanting to lie, but not wanting to make anyone doubt her either. It seems like none of his conscious it seems like some of his consciousness is still there, so I should be able to. But his mind is different from anything I've ever seen, so it's hard to say for sure. Then perhaps we should stop now, Alden said quietly. I don't think you realize how long Orly had to shake you before you came back, Sophie. I was seconds away from coming after you. But I know what to expect now, Sophie countered. Alden's another parent figure. Yeah, well, it's because he originally wanted to adopt her. Yep, at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I know, I know what to expect now, Sophie countered, not wanting to lose this chance to find the rebels and maybe Julie's killer. Surprisingly, no one argued. They didn't look happy either, and she heard several sighs and mumbles as she scooted back to Fenton's side, but they didn't try to stop her as she took Fitz's icy hand. I'll let you know if I need you, she promised. No, you'll let me know when it's safe for me to join you, whether you think you need me or not, he corrected. Sophie smiled. Fine. She gave herself three slow, deep breaths to steady her nerves, then she reached for Fenton's temples and shoved her way back into his mind. Okay. I love that. That mm. was... That... The protective parent thing. I see why she cut it. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I can tell I'm lagging so badly. I hear it, like, 30 seconds afterward. <laughs> Maybe not 30, but, like, at least Yeah, I hear myself a couple seven. seconds later. Anyway, though. Um, I'll fix it in editing. <laughs> I can tell. Oh, you can? Yeah. I just spliced huh. it all together. Okay, so I guess figuring out technical difficulties again. Wait, are we recording that way? Okay, I'm just gonna trust you. Anyway, um, yes, uh, because it's, it is wordy and, like, doesn't really have much of a point, but first section. Yeah, that first page. Right. Like, the first page, that first page is interesting. 
Yeah. Very interesting. And especially because the, there there were lots of people in there, but the three like most specifically concerned about Sophie, not about the healing, were mm-hmm. Tyrion, Orly, and Kenrick. And we already have an explanation of why for Orly yep. and Kenrick, but Tyrion, I mean, yeah, he's on the Black Swan, but that's another yeah. Yeah, that's another Tyrion proof. The Tyrion crouch in front of her, staring into her eyes. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like right after Orly had pulled mm-hmm. her as far away from Fenton as physically possible. I don't know. I love it. And yep. And Kenrick goes, "Were you trapped?" <laughs> Kenrick's like, "Are we? Are we all good?" Oh, oh, oh! If okay, you said Kenrick is probably in here comes seven and the seven sphere being trapped in pain. <laughs> <laughs> that's so random and hilarious <laughs> okay so then you have the next scene <laughs> are you good okay um so you have the next one okay guys we're back sorry technical difficulties um it crashed and <laughs> so sydney is going to read the first never seen scene okay here we go um first deleted scene from never seen I removed the scene from the sequence where Sophie and her friends make their way through Florence to meet up with the Black Swan because the first draft felt like it took me forever to get the group to Illuvatar. Sweet as this moment is, none of the information revealed is vital info, so it made the book stronger to cut it out and tighten the pacing. Shannon. Oh, sweet as this moment is. I am intrigued. Okay, here we go. terrified because never seen started out Fitzfee. Ah. Maybe it'll be like a Forkle Sophie moment or something. <laughs> like you, for- you weird so Forkle shippers. I don't know. <laughs> Not that, but you know. Okay. <clears throat> Sophie sighed. She knew Mr. Forkle was right, but that didn't change her frustration. I just, I need something. One piece of truth among all the lies. Mr. Forkle glanced at the Echadons circling in the river looking very conspicuous and sea monstery, and sure to be spotted by someone if they didn't hurry, before he heaved a sigh of his own and pointed to her purple backpack. Is Ellen there? Sophie nodded. She peeled back the slimy membrane and unzipped the bag, showing him the bright blue Hawaiian shirt-wearing elephant. Mr. Forkle reached for Ella, almost tenderly. Her head had more stuffing when I bought her. He smiled when Sophie sucked in a breath. Oh, so this obliterates the Ellen thing. Oh, oh, oh no! Not oh no, because you know For we those changed of you it who anyway. Don't but know, uh, there's like there a theory that Ellen is Sophie's dad, and Ellen bought her Ella, and that's why he buys yeah. everyone else the stuffed animals. Oh, but it's wrong. I don't. I don't want it to be it's wrong. Funny. No, I. I want it to be wrong. I'm hardcore Tyrion now. Yeah, but Elwyn could still be on the um, Black Swan or something I like mean, that. I mean, theoretically, but I don't. I don't care as much about him. Like he's sweet, but I don't know. I just. I feel like there's an. I just think it would be cute. That's my head canon, even though this disproves <laughs> it. Even though it's not technically canon. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's, it's been released. It's technically canon. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Looks like your mother held true to her. Wait. Oh. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Um, his next sentence. So, Forkle says, he smiled when Sophie sucked in a breath. Oh, her her human mother. Okay, never mind. I got excited for a second. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Forkle is speaking. 
Looks like your mother held true to her promise. That's one of the reasons I chose your parents. They were good, loyal people. The best humans I'd met, in fact. But I digress. I bought Ella at the hospital gift store after I triggered your telepathy. I knew it was far too early for you to carry such a responsibility, so I wanted you to have something to bring back the security I'd taken away. But I thought you would respond better if the gift came from your, your family. So I gave it to your mother and made her promise to claim it as her own. That's such a... Um, to use MBTI language, INTJ okay, wait. way of thinking about the, um, giving someone. So this is this is this is what I got right. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's a un <laughs> unliftable burden for a child, but I'll give her a stuffed animal that will make up for it. <laughs> and the way he says it, I wanted you to have something to bring back the security. <laughs> I take it away. It's the most He's logical like, emotional sentence one could ever exactly. say. Exactly. <laughs> You're right, it is exactly. an INTJ thing. Oh, man. Okay, is that the end okay. of it, or does it keep going? Nope. Just a little bit longer. Um, He sounded so sincere. It took Sophie a second to remember there was a darker side to his little anecdote. Uh, Why did you trigger my telepathy when I was five? Right. That is a story for another time. For the moment, he held out Ella. There are this so many stories for another time. I know. <laughs> okay, this is who I am. The person who bought you your favorite blue elephant because he wanted to make sure you'd be able to sleep. That's sweet. That was manipulative. Bruh. Yeah. That was not it. He didn't even try to that hide. Was, he was just like, no. Don't think I am that. the person who bought you that. And if Therefore, you don't like me, well, good. you should feel shame for, for doubting my goodness. Wow, yeah, I don't I'm, like that section. Uh, Forkle, she wants some out in here. Mm-hmm. For those of you who haven't read, like, it's not like, canon. It's not canon. I, t- I mean, it is, but okay, it's deleted. So, it, but not because she didn't say it was because Forkle is out of character. She said it was deleted because sweet as this moment, sweet. Okay, true, true. Anyway, anyway, Sophie watched. <laughs> Sophie watched Ella dangle from his grip, her pessimistic uh. future caught in a single moment. Ooh, I like that sentence. But the dangling from his grip sounds really weird. Ooh. Oh, anyway. <laughs> she couldn't walk away from either. Ooh, like I like that sentence, too. True. <laughs> um, Let's go, she said, taking Ella back. Hmm. I like that she's not like, oh, how sweet of you, Forkle. She's like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Oh no, reverse. I don't like that scene. Logicalness. <laughs> I love just saying Uno reverse now. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't like that scene very I much. I did not. Well, okay. That was, uh. Not, it's not like. I, I, wish I don't I, know. It feels wrong. It's not like I don't like it because I don't like the scene. It's I don't like it because I don't like how Forkle acted there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's well written, and I like mm-hmm. that one sentence. Yeah, the past and her future caught in a single moment. The dramatic, I love it. Yes. All right, are we great, ready to start? Great scene writing, five? Shannon. I just don't like Forkle here. Right. Okay. All right. So, second deleted scene from Never Seen. This conversation also used to be part of the scene where Sophie and her friends catch up with Mr. Forkle in Italy, but I cut it for the same reasons I cut the previous scene. It slowed the pacing and didn't reveal any important information. 
I love showing how the elven world's problems are spilling into the human world, but I'd already accomplished that with the other things that happened in Florence, so this was redundant and needed to be trimmed. Ah, my computer fell, sorry. Don't worry, we were able to get Geth into safety, Mr. Forkless shared them, but our stronghold has been destroyed, as has the human landmark we used to disguise it. Which landmark? Sophie asked. I believe they call it the Sphinx. I've honestly never understood what humans were thinking with that bizarre thing, but it's gone now, along with the pyramids we used for a decoy. That's... I... All of Sophie's words felt too impossible. I didn't even know those could burn. Sadly, anything can burn with the right kind of fire. Wait, they burn so the is Brant? She and asked. The pyramids? I think that's what it says that the Never Seen did. So it was Brant. Sophie asked. Oh my! We never saw the that's arsonist, much more but the flames were Everblaze. <laughs> but the flames were Everblaze. Luckily, we learned from the council's mistake and keep a supply of frisson on hand. Still, this cannot keep happening. Keep snorted. You think? Are you ready to listen to me now? Actually, Mr. Simpson, we are. We voted to try your plan, with a few key amendments. Mr. Forkle went over the details. I'm so confused. What plan? What? What? Me too. Whatever the details, but Sophie... Oh, no, this is while they're in... This must be while they're in the treehouse. Remember, Keith is like, listen, we just... I don't remember what it was, but I remember Keith had, like, some impulsive plan, and they were like, no. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's to, um... Is that to go to Exilium? Or to go... Yeah. No, to go talk to Gethin. But uh, okay. it says it used to be part of the scene where Sophie and her friends finally catch up to Mr. Fulkel in Italy. Yeah, I don't hmm. know. Mr. Fulkel went over the context here. Yeah, the but. details, but Sophie could only half listen. She was too busy trying to imagine Egypt without the Sphinx and one of the pyramids. Sophie, one pyramid missing from Egypt isn't gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna <laughs> mess up Egypt too bad. <laughs> the humans must be freaking out, she murmured. Buildings can be replaced, Miss Foster. History can't. Those buildings were landmarks. Ooh, landmarks I feel we that. helped them build. Sophie sighed, remembering a lesson from her, her elven history session on how the elves helped humans build the pyramids back when the human assistance program was still in effect. The fact of the matter is, Sophie, we all share this planet, Mr. Forkle reminded her. And unfortunately, that means that sometimes others will suffer for our problems. But we, in turn, suffer for theirs. We've even had to build sanctuaries to protect all the species that humans are destroying and find means to clean their pollution out of our water and air. Okay, Forkle. Hold on. Pause for a second. This is making me... Maybe I'm just tired. Because I've been up since five. Oh, my. But... <laughs> and it's, what, like, 12? It's 12.30. Anyway. Um. I... Sorry. It just bugs me when people, when she's like, okay, let me tell you why this is bad. And he's like, the fact of the matter is salty. <laughs> and then goes in this long rant. Anyway, continue. Mm -hmm, I agree with you. I still think you should move your hideaways, your hideouts away from human areas, she mumbled. Sadly, that's not an option. Besides, you must remember that these hideouts have existed for decades. The Never Seen are only destroying them now because we have their telepath. If we learn how they're tracking him, the attacks will stop. And that's the end of it. Forkle, calm down. She just said that history is important, okay? It's okay, Forkle. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Any thoughts? I mean, that was better than the other scene, but I'm still mad at Forkle. These scenes are, like, killing Forkle's <laughs> reputation. Yep. He, his reputation wasn't that good back then anyway, but yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Uh -oh. oh no. I'm scared. What? Um, are you ready for the third deleted scene? Uh huh. Oh no. I'm sorry, Fitzky Shippers. I'm sorry in advance. <clears throat> third deleted scene from Never Seen. I removed the scene, even though I knew all of my shipping obsessed readers would love it, because it felt like I was having the characters be aware of the flirting slash romantic tension in a way that didn't feel natural to their personalities. I realized that just because I was incredibly familiar with all the crushes between them didn't mean that all of the characters were. Some were a bit more oblivious, and others <laughs> a bit, and others weren't quite ready to act on that knowledge. So I cut this to stay true to where the characters were emotionally oh, at in that moment. Those, huh. <laughs> Those with sharp eyes may notice that Fitz's hair stayed green. Oh, I thought that said eyes stayed green for a second, and I was like... What? But Fitz's hair stayed green for a bit longer in this draft, and the rules slash process of matchmaking was slightly different. Uh, oh no, this is going to be so Fitzy. Okay, here we go. Okay. They, they were halfway across the bridge when Fitz shouted, Wait! His green hair made him look like an alien as he ran to catch up with them. Can I talk to you for a second? He asked Sophie, then noticed everyone watching them. Telepathically. What's up? She transmitted as she opened her mind to his thoughts. I just wanted to say that if you can't sleep tonight, or if you wake up with nightmares or something, call for me. I've heard your transmissions from halfway around the world. I should be able to pick them up from across the river. <laughs> I don't know what this accent is. This accent you. <laughs> I love it. Continue. Thank you. But what if I wake you? Who cares? Are you guys done flirting there? Keith shouted. <laughs> you good? Uh, I promise I'm not What's laughing. So I'm laughing with you. He said cause. Who <laughs> cause? Do you know how many UK listeners we have? I'll tell you after we finish. Wait, how many? <laughs> More than 30. Oh, I'm... <laughs> This is. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, please continue. I'm sure they'll find it as amusing as I do. I listen. I never claim to have a good British accent. This I know, is just me coming good. up with an accent on the spot. Okay, it's nowhere near it's one. Anyway, <clears throat> are you guys done flirting over there? Keith shouted. Is this how it's going to be now that you're Fitzy? Stop calling us that, Sophie shouted back. That's right, Fitz agreed. Where's Sophie? <laughs> he grinned oh, at her man. as her brows shot up. And then he hugged her. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Uh, this feels like, like this feels like eight-year-old fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. just happened? Um, that escalated quickly. Fits very me. much and then they hugged and then they got married by the way we have 50 uk listeners i just looked it up oh no <laughs> i'm sorry guys okay and okay 31 Focus, australian listeners focusing like i haven't been up since five and it's not 12 30 um <clears throat> he grinned at her as her brows shot up and then he hugged her <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a hamster and we're gonna name her <laughs> if you know you know guys that <laughs> that quote was perfect there <laughs> Um, it was. Okay. It wasn't a tight hug or anything. 
In fact, there was probably enough space to fit another person between them. That is what? a really How? awkward hug. How? Why did he just touch your shoulder from across the room? <laughs> pat, pat. That's not a... <laughs> That's like ring around the rosy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so awkward. I love it. What? Um, but still, Fitz was hugging her. Figured this ought to cut. Wait. Figured this ought to shut Keith up. He transmitted, killing the moment. What moment? I'm so Sorry. confused. Um, I feel like I need to read this part again. Okay. Wait. Figured how would this hugging sh- her make Keith stop talking? <laughs> Oh, because because Keith he's was sad. teasing them. Wait, te- oh. Keith. Oh, wait a second. That's manipulative. <laughs> mm-hmm. His character. Okay, keep going. I have a rant in a second. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Figured this ought to shut Keith up. He transmitted, killing the moment. Call me if you need me. He said out loud. Sophie turned and walked away, keeping her eyes on her feet as she crossed the rest of the bridge and ducked inside. That was. So weird. <laughs> Down- <laughs> like, what is so the pacing? <laughs> just okay. Moving on. Della was kind enough to head straight for her room. Wait, what? whose room? <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. I think Della is going to her own room. Okay. Unfortunately, Diana did not let her off the hook so easy. So, what was that about? She asked. Why is Bianca Kylie? my voice there? <laughs> it is Kylie. Um, okay, focus, focus. <laughs> Sophie went for distraction. I'm just worried about my family. Sophie! <laughs> what does that mean? Oh my goodness. What does that have to do with it's anything? so oh, hard. Because he asked if she was okay or something? Okay, we're going to have to read this one again because... Okay, moving on. I know, Bianca said quietly. I'm sorry. I hope they're okay. Me too. Sophia was almost to her room when Bianca added, But that's not what I mean, and you know it. Are you in fits? Sophie waited. If Bianca wasn't going to say it, she certainly wasn't. This is escalating so quickly. This is never seen. Yeah. This is when fits canonically, according to the short story, just barely started liking her. Yeah. Like, up until this- I don't know what's going on you'll here. You'll be a sister for real. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, if Bianca was going to say it, she certainly wasn't. Bianca narrowed her eyes. You're going to make me bring up the hug? Sophie cringed. It just this happened, like, three territory. seconds ago. Bring it up? <laughs> you don't even have to bring it up yet. All you have to say is, whoa, what was that? This makes me feel so much better because Shannon is so- Great, but this this scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, this was dangerous territory. Bianca had almost not become her friend because she thought Sophie was using her to get to her brother. Drama. Sophie would never do that, but she also wouldn't have minded if Fitz noticed her on his own. I'm confused. Okay, Moving there are on. actual crickets chirping outside my window. I'm not making that up. <laughs> Okay, Bianca didn't need to know that, especially since the truth was so much less exciting. Fitz was just trying to annoy Keith, Sophie mumbled, attempting not to let her disappointment leak into Mm. her voice. And maybe it worked, because all Bianca said was, hmm, that N.I. right there, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, She totally is. Then again, Kylie. Yeah, ENFJ Mm -hmm. and Kylie. 
looked up. Then again, when Sophie took the leave, Bianca called after her. You know, I don't care, right? If you're my brother, I mean, it'd be what? weird, but... <laughs> Holy so cow, we just skipped nowhere. like four books ahead. What? Exactly. What on earth? Okay, we gotta get through this. We're friends, Sophie insisted. I know, but just in case. Um, okay. <laughs> that was Sophie. Sophie says, um, okay. <laughs> me too, Sophie, me too. <laughs> Sophie wondered if it were possible to have a more awkward conversation. Yes, it is very possible. <laughs> Apparently, it was, because Bianca had to go and ask, what about Dex and Keith? <laughs> now Wait, those Bianca's were dangerous Keith. questions. Yep. Well, not the Dex part, but Keith? They're also my friends. Oh, that's interesting. Bianca arched one brow, clearly not convinced. Aren't we all supposed to be waiting to be matched or something? Sophie asked, trying to steer away from the trickier subjects. Not that being matched was any less weird. It was one of the strangest parts about being an elf. The elves had a complicated matchmaking system, and not following it had huge consequences. They also claimed it was to ensure proper genetic diversity in their offspring, but the whole thing felt super unfair and like a disaster waiting to happen. I guess that's true, Bianca agreed, looking somewhat mollified. That's not a word I hear a lot. <laughs> Can you believe we'll have to register next year? Well, assuming we're not still on the run. Next year? Sophie asked. Whoa. Yeah, we register when we enter level four at Foxfire. Oh, that's I mean, different. we don't get our matches right then or anything. That's not until we finish level six. But we register early so the matchmakers have time to prepare our lists. That's really soon. I know. Bianca didn't seem nearly as freaked out by this information. She even laughed at Sophie's stunned expression. Good night, Sophie. Night, Sophie mumbled, stumbling blankly back to her room. Hmm. hmm. By the way, mollified means, like, softening to what someone says. So she looks slightly like, oh, uh, okay. Wow. Mm, okay. Gotcha. Um, hmm. So the end part was not nearly as bad as the beginning part. Yeah. The end part felt normal. Yeah. The beginning. That was so random. <laughs> though, though, to be fair, I feel like anything, don't kill me, Fitzfees. Again, I, I'm saying this, I'm a little bit biased, but I, I feel like to me, Anything where Fitzy happens, it feels forced. forced. It feels like yeah. a fan fiction because I, Fitz and Sophie, have that 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 feel of a relationship where if they did get together, it would feel like a kid put them together. Y- yes, or like a show, right? Like like a Disney show or something. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's that sort of, like, girl has crush on guy, guy is the popular, girl can't speak around him, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so, not even that, but and, show as in, like, I feel like he's always performing with it. Yeah, and it, Fitz it is very, unnatural. Fitz, he's never reciprocated affection, like, romantic affection towards Sophie at all, until, like, randomly hugging her there, or in flashback, the random, I want it to be you. So it's just very like, whoa, 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 what? Because there were no hints dropped ahead of time. Nothing, unless you read the alternate perspective Fitz point of view. And nobody is that good at hiding if they actually have a crush on someone. Like, it, it's, it doesn't get all at once like that. 
Keith, mm-hmm. we've had hints dropped throughout the series. Dex, we've had hints dropped throughout the series. You know, he'll blush around Sophie or Keith will open up to her and no one else. Fitz was just there. Like, there wasn't a lot about him. He didn't really do anything differently with Sophie. The other two, yeah, like, you could tell. Me, this makes me dislike Fitz more. Not bashing Fitz. Fitz is okay. Mm-hmm. He's a character. He you gets, know, I, I feel like him. he has a lot of potential but, for redemption, though. I will say that. Yes, definitely. Definitely. But um, just the way he... Okay, so we know canonically that he had barely started liking her here. He knows Keith likes her. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that pretty confirmed? And then immediately he goes to manipulating her and hugging her to get at Keith randomly right after he just started liking her. And with the, the, the sort of time Keith is going through in this book, like, even at the very beginning of it, they already knew one of Keith's parents was evil. Keith was just having a tough life at this point. What you don't do is say, oh, you're having a rough life. Okay, what I'm going to do is purposely hug this girl that I know you like in some capacity. I mean, they're best friends. Fitz knows him really well, and Keith canonically has a pretty obvious crush on Sophie. Like, his is pretty easy to spot. I don't know. That just feels... And even more than that, just the random hug. Like, okay, another I thing. Mean, uh, hugging a girl out of nowhere like that is really creepy. Does Keith do that? Because I don't want to have double standards. No, Sophie hugs Keith I don't think so. in book five. Sophie randomly yeah, hugs Keith. she's constantly, I feel like, like, holding his hand. I feel like it's different if it's the girl. I don't know. Yeah. I don't and know if that's all, biased, but I just think it's weird mm-hmm. to randomly hug a girl that you've never shown any sort of affection yeah. for. First of all, this was never seen, so earlier on, too. Like, if a guy hugged me, I'd pepper spray him so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what It's were you, just were you awkward say? to have... So they have no physical contact, like, they're not holding... Are they holding hands or anything? Uh, no, they're uh, not. Well, yeah, and the then healing, he's just I like, guess. No, I mean, like... Here, you think if you're gonna hug someone, you oh, like be, being like, hug- close holding to hands them. for fun, oh, yeah, yeah okay. comforting them. But that's what I think that's why the hug feels so weird is because they're literally just talking, and then he's just like, Let me hug you awkwardly, grab your arms, is what I'm pi- picturing. So, hmm, it just feels strange. Yeah, why are we analyzing this so much? Because it was so weird, and we're trying to figure out why was that so weird. Anyway, if you guys want to read and these just... stories over... Oh, sorry. Finish your sentence, and then I'll say this. Sorry. And oh, the way okay. he's just... I'm looking at it. He's like, that's right. Fitz agreed. We're so Fitz. He grinned at her as her brows shot up, and then he hugged her. <laughs> like, she just raises her eyebrows, and he hugs her, and then he goes... Figured this ought to shut Keith up, he transmitted. And then, call me if you need me, and walks away. And she walks away. That's, I don't know, that just, mm-mm, I don't like it at all. Sorry. Okay, done now. Yeah. Continue. Anyway, yeah, if you guys want to read that and, like, process it yourself, read it at your own pace, or show it to people, that's at keepofthelostcities.com. You go under extras, and it's, like, right there at the top. I, I was, it's pretty easy to find. But... Anyway, uh uh-oh, Sydney's disappeared again, so I'm going to stop the recording and then we'll finish up.
All right. I'm about it. Sydney returned. So random. You can oh. hear her saying that she's worried. Hi. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So we're very sorry about ow, all the technical difficulties in um in that. And if it is too messy, I, I, will, I will try to do my best to fix it. But yeah, we're really sorry. In the future, it's not going to be so scattered. Um, we're figuring out mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and rooms and carpet and all that. But and timing. Yeah, and timing. But this is our first virtual podcast, so... I mean, for it being our first virtual podcast, I would say it wasn't horrible. <laughs> we actually got it recorded. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say it now because we're just A week and a half. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, I'm very excited for you guys to get to listen to this because this is fun to record. Yes. This is a Do fun episode. Do we have episode. any idea what we're doing next after this? Um, I think we'll probably go to our Exile spoiler episodes. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, man. I might have to read Exile again. <laughs> Yeah, or, I mean, you guys, Instagram message us if you'd rather, instead of hearing Exile spoiler episodes, like, do Everblaze, or just if there's another fun episode you want. Basically, if you have episode ideas, tell us, because we like hearing them. Yeah, and life for both of us is a little crazy right now, so we're really sorry about um, all of the delays, technical difficulties, uh, like, having to record like this, which hopefully we'll figure out. Yeah. But um yeah, it's not really something we can help. So, I hope Yeah, I mean it give us grace. I'm really really glad that I actually that we actually could figure out a way around it and we can still record like at all. Yes. So, it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was thinking Definitely. was going to be possible, but it is and we don't have to like stop recording even though I'm going to college. So that will be fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm excited. So, that is everything we have for you guys in this episode. Um, the next one is a mystery episode. You'll find out whenever we post something about it. But until then, bye guys. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Forbidden Cities podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend about the podcast if you liked us. Email us with comments and episode suggestions at theforbiddencitiespodcast at gmail.com. And to follow us on Instagram, just search at Forbidden Cities Podcast.